ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهدي الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون اما بعد فقد قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون ونروي باسناد متصل عن سيدنا انس بن مالك رضي الله تعالى عنه قال ثلاث من كنا فيه وجد بهن حلاوه الايمان من كان الله ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم احب اليه مما سواهما ومن احب عبدا لا يحبه الا لله ومن يكره ان يعود في الكفر بعد ان انقذه الله منه كما يكره ان يلقى في النار وعنه رضي الله تعالى عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن احدكم حتى اكون احب اليه من والده وولده والناس اجمعين فاخوه الكرام الحديثان المرويان المذكوران كلاهما يتعلق بعمل القلب ومن اعظم اعمال القلب الحب الله سبحانه وتعالى خلق في كل انسان عقلا وقلبا والعقل والدماغ يوجد فرق بينهما الدماغ يعني آلة مادية ربما يكون يعني نفس الدماغ أو شيء يقرب ذلك في الحيوان حتى ولكن عقل الإنسان يختلف عن عقول الحيوان بكثير حتى الفلاسفة والحكماء هم عرفوا وحدوا تحديد الإنسان بأنه حيوان ناطق ناطق هنا لا يعني ناطق انه يتكلم ربما الببغاء ايضا يتكلم ناطق هنا يعني المنطق يعني الذي الذي يغلب على 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 هيئته العقل العقل هذا العقل هو هي نعمه كبيره من جهه الله تبارك وتعالى وبدون استعمال دون استعمال هذا العقل الدين يعني لا يفهم الله سبحانه وتعالى يذكر وحتى يحدد يحدد الناس على استعمال العقل افلا تعقلون افلا يعقلون ان انزلناه قرانا عربيا لعلكم تعقلون يعني الترجي هنا من الله تبارك وتعالى فيما في ان تستخدم العقل فهذا معلوم ومعروف بين اهل الدين ان العقل لا ينوب عن الوحي لا ينوب عن الوحي لكن الوحي لا يفهم الا من طريق العقل ولا اله الا الله لا يفهم ولا يستغنم من غنائمه الا عن طريق العقل فالعقل شيء واحد 
والقلب شيء ثاني والقلب هنا ليس ليس القلب الذي يعني في 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 الجوف و يعني به يسيل الدم في الجسد هذا شيء آخر القلب هنا المذكور القلب الروحاني والقلب الروحاني يسمى القلب لأنه محله عادة أيضا نفس المحل كالقلب الجسماني لكن إنه آلة روحانية إنه شيء في الروح يعني كما يكون يعني الجسد يتفرق إلى آلات مختلفة في الكبد والقلب والعيون والدماغ وأشياء مختلفة الله سبحانه وتعالى خلقها في جسم الإنسان ليستفيد الإنسان من يعني الأشغال المختلفة التي تفعلها هذه الآلات كذلك يوجد في الروح أيضا يعني شواغل مختلفة لي أجزائها المختلف فمثل القلب بين, بين, بين أجزاء الروح كمثل الملك بين أهله وخواصه مثل الملك بين أهله وخواصه فالقلب يأمر فالقلب يأمر وبعد ذلك العقل والحواس والعواطف كلها بعد حكمه وبعد ما يقر وبعد ما يقضي كله يشتغل فالذي قلبه يحب الله تبارك وتعالى يشغل يشغل عقله في حب الله تبارك وتعالى ويشغل جسمه في حب الله تبارك وتعالى ويشغل عواطفه في عواطفه في حب الله تبارك وتعالى والذي قلبه والعياذ بالله يلحد في الله تبارك وتعالى يشغل كل ما عنده في في البغاوة عليه جل وعلا وهذا الرجل فاشل 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 فشل الدنيا وفاشل الآخرة ولكن القلب كل شيء يبدأ من القلب فمن أعظم أعمال القلب الحب فماذا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في هذه الحديثين ثلاث من كنا فيه وجد بهن حلاوة الإيمان ثلاثة أجناس من العمل ومن الشعور ومن هيئات الغالبة على العقل والشيء الذي غلب على العقل غلب على كل شيء في الإنسان ثلاث من حب أحب وإن كان الله ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أحب إليه مما سواهما فيوجد كثير من أجزاء الدين ومن أحكام الدين ومن أمور الدين ربما أحد يقول نحن إذا فعلنا هذا يكون لنا خسارة في الدنيا يكون لنا خسارة في الدراسة ويكون لنا خسارة في التجارة ويكون لنا خسارة في كذا وكذا وناس يحاربون عنه يفرون عنه ولكن كل واحد يستخدم عقله يعلم أن لا يوجد خسارة أكبر من الخسران المبين أكبر من التخليد في النار وأكبر من أكبر من فوات فوات نعمة رحمة الله تبارك وتعالى ومن نعمة فوات نعمة الإيمان ولكن لأن القلب يحب الدنيا ويحب التجارة ويحب الدراسة ويحب الجاه والمال ويحب كثير من الأشياء لذلك هذا الحب يشغل عقله عن الإيمان فربما ذلك الرجل أو تلك الإمرأة يصلي ظاهرة يصلي ويصوم 
ويزكي من ماله ويقول أقوال الإيمان على اللسان ولكن أحوال الإيمان في القلب ليس موجود فربما أحد يتعب نفسه لسنة سنتين عشر سنين لطول حياته حتى يبلغ حتى يبلغ عفوا حين الموت وفي ذلك الوقت الله سبحانه وتعالى يختم على الإنسان بحسب حقيقته في ذلك الوقت ماذا يعني لأن أحد يتعب يتعب نفسه ويتعب عن هذا النفاق والخاتمة يكون على الحقيقة لا يكون على على النفاق ولا يكون على على مظاهرة الظاهر الحقيقة تخرج الحقيقة تخرج الحقيقة دائما تغلب تغلب على الكذب هذا سنة الله تبارك وتعالى في خلق في 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 خلقه والذي والذي يحب الله ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أكثر مما سواهما ذلك حتى لو قتلته ذلك حتى لو قتلته ماذا يقول يقول كأحباب أحباب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الأصحاب الكرام رضي الله تعالى عنهم منهم من استشهد ولما طعنا به بالرمح قال ماذا قال هذه خسارة لا قال فزت ورب الكعبة فزت ورب الكعبة لأنه أحب الله تبارك وتعالى ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أكثر مما سواهما حتى حتى لما طعنا قضي عليه قتل في حين الموت ماذا يشعر يشعر بوجده يشعر بسعادة يشعر بالتجلي قبولية الله تبارك وتعالى لحياته ويقول فزت فزت ورب الكعبة فزت ورب الكعبة ويا يا لذلك الفوز يحب لو أعطانا كلنا ذلك الفوز لكن الذي لا يحب الله ولا يحب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يشعر بهذا ربما تصف هذه هذه الأحوال له بلسان عربي أو بإنجليزية ولكن يعني لا يفهم الكلام كأنك تتكلم بالسينية له والحقيقة أن أحوال القلب أيضا يعني لا يأتي يعني مجانا الإيمان لا يأتي مجانا لكن الإيمان الإيمان يزيد وينقص بزيادة الأعمال يزيد بزيادة الأعمال وينقص بنقصانها فالذي فالذي يشتغل في إيمانه حتى يكون مصداق حديث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى حتى يكون هواه تبع لما جئت به يعني يجاهد نفسه أن يستيقظ في وقت الفجر وأن يتصدق على المكاره وأن يتوضع على المكاره وأن يجاهد نفسه في شهواته ذلك ذلك الله سبحانه وتعالى سوف يبدله نفسا خيرا من نفسه وسوف يبدل له حبا خيرا من حبه وهذا الحب هذا الحب الذي يعطيه لا يعطي شيئا اكبر مما ياخذه ياخذه يعطي حبا قصيرا حبا قاصرا حبا فيه عيوب كثيره ولكن في عوضه ماذا ماذا يناله حب الله تبارك وتعالى الذي لا يساويه شيء رضا الله رضا البارئ الذي لا يساويه شيء لا في السماء ولا في الأرض 
My brothers and sisters, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said in a hadith narrated by Sayyidina Anas bin Malik that there are three people, if they have these characteristics, there are three characteristics, if people have them inside of them, those people will taste the sweetness of Iman inside of their heart. One is that Allah and His Messenger وسلم, is more beloved to them than anything other than them. And the second is that a person should love another for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. They don't love them for any other reason. Not because of job, not because of work, not because you have the same favorite team in the NBA or in the NHL or the NFL or whatever uh, other combination of three levels, CBS and CIA and FBI and uh, you know American Airlines or whatever it is, whatever combination of letters you want to put together. The only reason they love each other is for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. And the third is the person who hates that they should return to disbelief after Allah Ta'ala has given them faith, just like a person would hate to be physically thrown into a fire, like a person would hate to be burned alive. And the second hadith is from Sayyidina Anas bin Malik Ta'ala Anhu, he says that one of you will not perfect his belief until I am more beloved to them than their parents and then their children and then all other people. Now obviously you have to give a little bit of a cultural disclaimer because otherwise this hadith may not be relevant. There was a time when people used to really love their parents and there's a time that people used to really love their children. They used to love them more than anything else. Now, mashallah, uh, you know, people go to work and school and my dad's stupid, you know, I hate my parents, you know, my, my children, I'm just waiting for them to become 18 so I can kick them out of the house and all this other stuff. And, you know, without going, delving off into a tangent too deeply, that wasn't the case for most of human history whether you can relate to it or not. But in order to understand the hadith, when the Prophet ﷺ says that until I become more beloved to them than their parents and children and all other people, they really mean than all other people. Now, the issue is that these hadiths, probably you've heard them before. You said, what's the point of getting uh, you know, this, uh, this guy from out of town uh, who prays in a strange way and uh, you know, looks like an extra from uh, you know, the Lord of the Rings or from Star Wars or something like that. Why, why do we need him to tell us this hadith that we've already heard so many times before? The issue is that brothers and sisters, we've heard them, but did we understand them? What is mentioned here is love. Love is not a physical action. Like if I tell you to pray, you can do four rak'ahs, you can do two rak'ahs, you can raise your hands, you can do all of this stuff. If I tell you to make hajj, you can walk around the Kaaba seven times, nine times, 20 times. You know, some of you are in shape. You could probably walk around the Kaaba a hundred times if you wanted to in the day and you'd still get it done. You go back and forth between Safa and Marwa like a pro. If I told you to give zakat that the deen says that you have to give $20, all of you can give 20. MashaAllah, some of you can give 200, 2,000, 200,000. Allahumma zid fazid. Say Ameen. However, this action is not an action of the outward limbs, it's an action of the heart. It's an action of not the physical heart, the spiritual heart. The likeness of the spiritual heart between all of the, all the faculties, spiritual faculties Allah has given a person, is the likeness of the king amongst his court. All of the other spiritual faculties a person has, like their logic, their reasoning, all of them are subordinate to the heart. The reasoning that a person has is a very important faculty. It is what makes a human being a human being. The old uh, rationalists from amongst the Arabs, even in their tradition, they used to define a human being as what? As a rational animal. You have a head like other animals have heads. 
you have arms and limbs like other animals have limbs. You, have, you know, the heart between all mammals is four-chambered, etc., etc. It's not a biology lesson, but you know, there, there, there are a number of similarities between a human being and between other animals. And I'm not saying that like the theory of evolution and all this other stuff, so don't get sidetracked by that. You can come to Dars afterward if you want to talk about those things. But I'm saying that a person would be remiss if they didn't notice that. What's the difference between a human being and between the other animals? It's the rational animal. It's the animal that's able to use its rational faculties. However, despite that, despite the, the rationality being the thing that's different between us and between the different animals that, that defines us and that gives us humanity, still, what's the king in the court is the heart. And all the heart does is it decides one very simple thing. Do I like this thing? Do I not like this thing? Once the heart is given its decision, then all of the courtiers in the court of the king will then start to implement that order. So the heart will say, I love Allah. And then the aql, the mind, will start to, will start to find ways to love Allah. And then it will command the other limbs and the other parts of the, the, the soul and the spirit to conform to that command. It will explain how to do it. But the command doesn't come from the aql, it doesn't come from the logic. It comes from what? It comes from the heart. If the heart says, we don't love Allah, we love money then the mind, will start to, the, the, the mind will start to make up reasons to love money and how, how can we get money. If the heart says, we love so-and-so woman, we love so-and-so man, the mind will start to say, okay, then buy her flowers, uh, send her a nice text message, compliment her about what she's wearing, etc., etc. It's not the aql that's in control, it's the heart that's in control. We've missed that. We don't talk about the heart anymore. Even though if you read in the Quran itself, it's not a modern thing to do, so you don't talk about it in your school and you don't talk about it at work. And the effect of a tradition which is heedless of Allah and His Rasul has affected us so much that we don't talk about it even in the masajid anymore, illa masha'Allah, except for very little. However, that heart is so important. How important is it? How important is it that I'm talking about it right now? Am I just here for shock value in order to tell you something that you may not have heard from before so that I can be known to be a novel preacher? That people can say, oh, this guy said something new. It's not new at all. Allah Ta'ala in His own book, He says, Describes the Yom Al-Qiyamah as Yom Al-Qiyamah The day that neither wealth nor progeny will benefit a person Nothing will benefit a person except for the one who brings a pure heart A heart free of blemish to him on that day So this heart makes a very important decision If we don't look at what's inside of the heart We're going to lose the benefit of deen We're going to lose the benefit of iman We are going to be those people who pray And we're going to be those people who fast and those people who give sadaqah and all of us are going to protest about freeing Palestine and about Kashmir and about Burma and about all of the other causes that a Muslim should be justly and rightly concerned about. We're going to do all of the things that a Muslim is supposed to do, but inside it's going to be like the, 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 the lights are on but nobody's home. Sometimes the light's not even on. And what happens? All of these realities inside the heart, they well up when a person is about to die. The way a person dies, that's how their judgment will be. Al-umuru bil khawatim. All things will be judged according to the way they end. It's a sahih hadith. Hadith al-Bukhari. What is it? That the person will the, the person will be judged according to the way they end. You can fake it for a day, you can fake it for a year, you can fake it for two years, ten years, twenty years, you can fake it for a lifetime. At the end, at the end of the line, when the, the curtains are about to close. What's inside, that's the only thing that's going to come out. You're not going to be able to fake it at that time. 
And from then on, you'll never be able to fake it again. You won't fake it in your grave. You won't fake it in your Qiyamah. A person will wish to lie to Allah or make an excuse to Allah Ta'ala when they realize they made the wrong choices in life. And their own skin, their own limbs will bear witness against them. Their own limbs will. Their own limbs will bear witness against them. It's mentioned in the Quran and it's something that all of us should take very seriously. Where does the Iman start from? It starts from inside of the heart. If a person loves Allah and His Rasul forget about waking up for Fajr and praying five times a day. Sacrifices and difficulties that a person who doesn't love them, they become possible, they become easy. The companions of the Messenger of Allah وسلم, the ones that Allah described as the ones that He's pleased with and they were pleased with Him. The ones that the Messenger وسلم, described them as فَمَنْ أَحَبَّهُمْ فَبِحُبِّ أَحَبَّهُمْ وَمَنْ أَبْغَضَهُمْ فَبِبُغْضِي أَبْغَضَهُمْ The ones that love them, it's because they love me that they love them and the ones that hate them, it's because they hate me that they hate them. From amongst them, there were those who even when the spear was going inside of them, when the death blow was coming down on them, when the lights were going on, the only reaction that they had was to say, Fustu wa Rabbil Ka'ba. I've been successful. I swear an oath by the Lord of the Ka'ba, I have been successful. That a man should hold his life, that a man should hold his body and his limbs as a, as a, as a cheap gift in order to give to the one that he loves, Jalla wa'ala. That a person should feel like I'm accepted. The Allah who gave me everything from my opening breath until my dying breath. The Allah who gave me a mother and a father, who gave me clothes to wear and food to eat. That Allah Ta'ala who gave me iman so that my heart could be beautiful. That Allah, He gave me the opportunity to give something back to Him on this day. This is a great honor. The one from Surah Yasin, the Shaheed of Surah Yasin, he's mentioned that, that, that without skipping a beat that they killed him. And the first thing that he, he uh, said after his ruh leaves his body is, I really wish my people knew. I really wish my people knew how much my Lord has forgiven me and how much my Lord has made me amongst the honored ones. How generous he is, how generous his gift upon me has been. A person who has no love inside of their heart, you can say this in English with no accent. And still it's like you're speaking Chinese to them. They won't have any idea what the heck you're talking about. They have no idea whatsoever. If you haven't worked on your heart, and the thing is that you don't just walk up, wake up one day like, yeah, I love Allah. There are people like that, they try to fake it like that, it doesn't work. The heart itself can be affected, but the heart is affected how? Just like it has outputs, it has inputs as well. It's affected how? It's affected through your deeds. The one who struggles against his own nafs, against his own ego and his own desires to wake up for Fajr for 40 years in a row, one day he'll love to wake up for Fajr. One day he'll feel horrible if he doesn't. Sometimes, you know, when you first start waking up for Fajr, you feel horrible when you wake up. One day will come, you'll feel horrible if you don't. The person who struggles against his own cheapness and gives for the sake of Allah Ta'ala, you bet that person will love the poor. You bet that person will be concerned that that money should have good effect in it. You bet that person will love to give one day. A day will come when they love to give. Why? Because they sacrificed as meaning, as value to them. You bet that that person who struggled to say his uh, prayers, struggled in order to raise a child, struggled in order to uh, uh, raise a family, struggled in order to serve one another, that those people are going to love that deed. But in the beginning, it's bitter, it's not easy. Just like the heart has an effect on the, on the mind and on the rationality and on the rest of the limbs of the body and, and the rest of the spiritual organs, just like that, those limbs and those uh, spiritual organs and apparatus, uh, uh, apparatuses that a person have, 
they also give back and put uh, uh, effect back on the heart. So if you want to have your heart to be clean, if you want it to be purged of evil, if you want it to be filled with the love of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then do the deeds of the, the commandments of Allah and the deeds of the Sunnah of the Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Brothers and sisters, this is not a legal issue. You can do everything that's farth in, in, the, in the Sharia and still not have this. This is also a separate farth in the Sharia that you have to look at your heart. And what's more important in the Sharia of Allah Ta'ala? That you grow a beard or that you wear a hijab? Now look, if somebody else said something like that, you might say this person is just being a hater. Look at me, mashallah, I have an award-winning beard. I love my beard. It's the sunnah of the Prophet Sometimes I fear if I was put in a situation where someone said like, you know, shave your beard or I'll kill you. I just said, go ahead and kill me. I'm not really interested anymore. If someone else said it, you'd say they're just being a hater. I love it. It's the sunnah of the Prophet I'm telling you, this is more important than that. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is why the beard, that's why I love it. That's why we love that our sisters wear hijab. This is why we love the Salat. This is why we love the Kaaba and Makkah Mukarramah and Medina Munawwara and we love the poor. We love all of these. Why? Because of the love of Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And if it's not for that reason, all of your deeds, you'll just find, find like yourself lethargic in doing them. And a day will come, you'll get tired and you'll stop doing them. And if a person leaves this world on that, uh, on that day, that person has, uh, pushed himself and pushed herself, corralled themselves into a manifest loss. This is something we need to look at inside of ourselves and be honest with ourselves. Imagine that, that a person, one of you will not perfect your belief until more beloved to them than the, their parents and their children and then all other people. There's a narration of this hadith, that the Prophet said that you won't perfect your belief until I'm more beloved to, 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 to you, until I'm more beloved to you, than your own nafs, your own self, that is between your two sides. That is between your two sides. And from the Ashaba there are people who are like that. They're the ones who were executed by the mushrikeen of Quraysh. They were captured, and the sentence was given to them inside of Mecca, and then they were taken out of the haram out of the haram, Tan'im, the sacred boundary around Makkah Mukarramah. They were actually taken out of the city because even the mushrikeen considered it a sacrilege to kill somebody within the haram. And before they were about to die, mockingly asked, now look, you're going to die. Your prophet and, his compa and your companions, all of them are going to enjoy their life and your life is going to end right now. They're all going to enjoy, your life is going to end right now. Now don't you wish that Muhammad was in your place? Alayhi salatu wasalam. What did he say? He said, Wallahi, by Allah, I would rather give my life than even a thorn go inside of his foot, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. The problem is, the problem is what, it makes me afraid, it should make all of us afraid. Whoever has a heart left inside of their body, that these hadith no longer move people. Our children, they no longer move them. They no longer understand what we're saying. It's like we just said a sentence to them in Chinese. Why? Because they haven't seen a struggle. They've seen a struggle for so many years in school. I myself, mashallah, I have many years of schooling. I have a degree in biochemistry. I have my degree from madrasa. I have all, you know, alhamdulillah, mashallah. I'm not saying it's not important. They've seen a struggle for money. I'm not saying it's not important. I also have to pay rent. It's not like I'm sheikh and I say like, I told kursi 70 times and my rent gets paid. It doesn't work that way, not for anybody. 
But they see us struggle for those things. They never see us struggle in order to implement the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah They never see us struggle in order to gain knowledge of Allah and His Rasul They never see us struggle for the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sacrifice so much that it becomes beloved to us one day. Had they seen that, it would have become beloved to them as well. Even if it doesn't happen in front of your eyes, even if your child is a profligate until the day that, that, that you die, after your death, trust me, it will catch up with them. What do you think is more powerful, iman or kufr? That a person should see this love and that they should be able to think about anything else after that until they die. Brothers and sisters, this love is the life of our hearts and this love is our salvation. Allah Ta'ala give us from this love.